Hey guys, this is Real Estate Raw. I am your co-host Chris Webb with Keller Williams Realty, here with Sarah Catalina with Keller Williams Realty. Morning. And Wesley Covert at Citywide Home Loans. Good morning, everyone. Wes, sorry, not Wesley. Yeah, there we go again. Okay. So formal. We have to see our full first name, middle name. It's only appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. We have a great episode here today, and tis the season. Tis the season. So let's look at some, uh, let's start off with some market trends to see what, what in Tulare County is happening. So we have a couple different statistics here. We have the median price per square foot, the median sales price, and month's supply um, of homes and that, are, that are on the market. And what do you guys notice with these bad boys? Seasonally, just like always, um, they all seem to be trending down. So a lot less um, supply. Nobody wants to put them on the market. Um, the, the median sales prices are down. And the price per square foot, obviously, in, in contrast to the, the uh, sale price. Yeah, everything's down. Every, every single one of them, every single one of them are down. They're, they're well, it's down from. Yeah, the, not like not the like median price per square foot is down from, what the month before. Yeah, so because so, in Janu from January they're up. Oh yeah, yeah. From good point. Way to point out the obvious, right? Yeah, they're, so they're, the, they're up well, from January, saying, down yeah. from last month. Yeah. Yeah, you're saying down, but I mean that you make it sound like it's down from what? Yeah, yeah, from just from last month. It's from last month. Mm -hmm. we, but but that's typical graphs, because there's not a lot of inventory. There's nothing to sell. So how much is that because of the, the holidays? I think people just don't want to be bothered with listing their homes right now. What about I mean, buyers? I'm still getting listings. Well, buyers, the serious buyers are still looking. Okay. There seems to be either people that want to get in before the holidays mm -hmm. um, and, and because they want to celebrate a new home and... Either with before well, we've kind of missed. I mean, if they if they're not in escrow now, mm, it's gonna go quick. Yeah, that's probably not gonna happen. Right. Yeah. Don't don't have Wes as your lender. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> it's always that little left hand jab that he just has to throw it. Well, it just it comes natural, man. When I'm with, around you're you, you're just such a it just happens, man. Naturally, uh, you're just like a, a human punching bag. It's just always <laughs> the opportunities are always there. So, um, joking. So the uh, trends just from last month are down. But over the last year, that's a good point, Sarah. So over the last year, medium price per square foot has gone up significantly. So where we were a year ago versus today, we were a little bit above $135, $135 a square foot. And after the drop from last month, we're still above $150. We're like $152. Last mm -hmm. month, we were like $155. Now we're $152. So it dropped $3 a square foot. Mm -hmm. And then we have... And could some of that be based on maybe some larger sales that did or didn't happen mm -hmm. from month to month? Of course. Yeah, especially when you're in a, in a smaller area that doesn't have a lot of inventory. So, you know, a, big, some, a couple higher-priced sales could definitely, in, in, you know, cause an influx. In, but look uh, at the inventory. That's what's important for sellers, right? I mean, if they're thinking about listing, I'd list right now. Because there's not as much competition on the market. Right. There's you not know, as much competition. Interest rates are good. Buyers are wanting to buy. So, so this is interesting because I hear so often, 
from my people and just from people in general that you don't how they want to wait till the beginning of the year to list because things go go slow during the the holiday season. But really, it's not it's not your buyers. Do your buyers really slow down? I mean, not my serious buyers. I mean, maybe for the literal days that they're having Thanksgiving or something like that. Mm -hmm. But the days before, uh, they don't slow down. Mine don't. I mean, no, they're I have them call me up on the holiday sometimes. And they're like, hey, do you think it's weird if we try to look at that house today? I'm like, yeah, kind of is. It's Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, it's Christmas. I, I would think that it would be easy to not necessarily stage, but have your home decorated for you know, oh, yeah. The it, Christmas portion of the holidays, and it probably right. looks a lot better if, if you know, you're trying to sell it. Is that something that happens? Like, do you encourage that when, when you're an agent? Do you say, hey, let's decorate it for, well, you we know. just go with what, I mean. So you don't do it intentionally to make it look better? No, but with them decorating, it, sure. it always makes it feel very homey. Well, and, and from a realtor standpoint, you have to be careful because... <laughs> We're assuming they have good taste and they know how to decorate. I mean, which which as a realtor you get a feel for it because some people, some people don't really have that skill and there's not that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But for a realtor to, um, I think for you to tell somebody, oh yeah, decorate, do that, and then maybe they're not that great and you've set expectations for something great to happen from them decorating and then nothing happens. But um, I don't oh. ever ask people to decorate. I just go with what's happening. Okay. <clears throat> So yeah, in what's interesting, what you said about the, do, are those people capable of, of having the taste that's appropriate to listing well, it? Well, if they're not, if they're not good at decorating for Christmas, they're probably not good at decorating in general. Yeah, exactly. W- would that person be a, a better dresser or a worse dresser? Since you, since you mentioned that better this or worse than you, <laughs> oh. I'm getting hammered for what are we comparing it to? Are you, liter- are you really wearing corduroy? Pants. Okay, first of all, these are Christmas tinted. So the, these are, yes, I am. But, oh, but they, they are. I didn't even notice that. They're a beautiful olive green. Olive, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They are. That's a nice. So if you look at the way I'm dressed, you would just automatically assume that, that my house is just to the nines for the holiday season. Well, also. I do notice that you have on gray socks to match your gray sweater. So you've got that. Tied in that way, yeah. I would. I yeah, would but I don't assume think your house West looks nice. His own stuff out. I mean, you don't pick your stuff out, do you? Doesn't doesn't Brooke pick it out for you the no, night before? No, I pretty much did this all on my own. <laughs> <laughs> you saw her roll her eyes. That's when why she saw when me, she so. walked in, she said, "There's something wrong with what you have on." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to um, staging the home. I told you the human punching bag. <laughs> so yeah. So so the um, trends are looking down. Holidays. Okay. So that's really interesting that you say that now. That comment really just kind of hit me like a brick wall for some reason. You just said now is the time. Now is the time to list, and it's so contrary to like the average belief or what most people think. So um, that's awesome. To, to, to hear that. So somebody that would be listening right now, a 20-year vet in the industry of real estate. We're looking at the statistics. You have two realtors here talking about how buyers don't slow down. Does anything slow down on the lending side during this during this time? We, we see the same stuff that you see, really. It, it, it's, it's hit and miss. Sometimes but like with it's people that's, that are trying to get pre-qualified, does that change? Um, I feel like it does a little bit. There's not as much of that going on. Um, 
people are maybe focused more on yeah. spending money for Christmas instead right. of, right? you know. I got you. Okay. So Lending World, you see a, a slight a slight change. And really, the only change in, a, in ours would be mainly just sellers, right? And then the buyers just, because the sellers kind of either take their stuff off the market or are waiting till the beginning of the year. Inventory is low, which means our buyers that are ready, that are still active, just don't have that much to look at. Mm-hmm. They just, it, that, that inventory goes down. So that's how we feel it mm-hmm. um, during this time. But if we're talking to a person that's looking to sell their home, that's waiting to the beginning of the year solely because they think that's when it's a hotter market, we're looking at these numbers. And I'm kind of agreeing with you. I mean, I'm absolutely agreeing with you. If they are ready to list and they're just holding off because they think it's going to be better in January, I don't think, I think I'd list now. Well, and that would make sense because if if they're going to wait and list, so is everybody else. And then now you're you're right back in the same boat. And then you have a lot more competition. competition, yeah. Well, you know, and it's interesting too because, um, what was it, a, a month ago, I had a couple listings that, were really slow. They were, they were, it was a little bit of a struggle. Like I wasn't sure exactly what the heck was going on because normally, you know, our average days, you know, days on market is, is pretty 17 is 17. And and I had, I had a couple of them that were like a month and I'm like, Hmm, sometimes you just have those head scratchers, but, uh, literally right. As soon as we get into November, when everything's people think that everything slows down, I put both of them into escrow right at the time where people are thinking to kind of (laughs) slow down or back off. So that was, that was really interesting. And then now you're looking at these numbers and you're seeing how low inventory is dropping every month. I mean, these graphs are deceiving a little bit because you see this big old line that, that shoots downward and then you look over on the side and it's like from 2.75, you know, month supply to 2.5. Um, and it's not that huge of a jump. But um, Well, and I think if you compared going back six months, you would see it was about – three months of supply and mm-hmm. then it's down to like 2.7. So it, it, there is a little bit of a, the graph looks extreme. It, it, it looks really bad. Yeah. When you see the graph, yeah. it looks like it's just completely falling off, but we're only talking about, you know, tenths of a month. Right. So, right. But it's, it's still a trend, right? Um, going back six months that there's less and less supply available on the market. Right. Okay. Do you expect that to turn next, coming up next in January of 2020? Typically. Yeah. yeah. Typically, you always get more listings. January, everybody gears up for listings. Holidays well, are over and they decide they want to list. Yeah. I think people sometimes try to be too strategic when, with listings, like when they list. Just list. You know, if your price is right, it's going to sell. It only takes one buyer. So right. I think they try and overthink it a little bit too much i you know i mean houses sell in december yeah they sell in january there's yeah, they there's just stop no Mm-mm. i feel like as a seller i'm not selling mine but if i was i i don't think i'd want to do it before christmas right i think i'd want to just stay there and then worry about moving afterwards it'd be, it would be difficult to upset everything prior to that so i understand the the Jake's moving December 27th. Oh, that's true. Right after. Right after Christmas. Yeah. So, and you I didn't mean, want to do it before. Eh, they didn't really care. It just uh, they want to move. Late. So however it worked out yeah. is is what we went with. At least it'll be in for the new year. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's pr- 
I mean, that that would probably be maybe a little bit uh, just as prevalent of a, of a driving factor for people, not so much, not just waiting for the perfect time to list for as far as being strategic is concerned, but, but some people just want to be able to enjoy the holidays and not have to worry about showings and and when they got family down or something like that, that probably plays. Mm-hmm. I imagine that probably plays a good role uh, in it. I know I had a couple listings that wanted me to take it off, not even just to be strategic, but just because they're like, hey, I, I don't even want to mess with this during the holidays. I'd rather just stay here. This will be the last year in this house. We're going to, we're gonna, you know, uh, and that was the whole point was so that they didn't have to mess with showings when they had family down or, you know, it's the holidays. They're trying to relax and take Yeah, and that's what I would expect the mentality to be. They just don't want to mess with it. Now, what about the, the daylight savings time? Because I know that, as a realtor, that definitely impacts us on That's how we're able to show. Pain in the butt. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's dark at five now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see a house at night. I want to see. It well, it usually takes two showings. If they go during the at night, mm-hmm. they like it. They're usually want to going to want to go back again during the day so they can see everything. Hmm. So they're not just popping on the first time they, they view right. it. That makes sense. Yeah. Which may explain the days on the market has gone up a little bit mm-hmm. from last month. Yeah, two, like two or three longer, days. Yeah, taking longer to get in. If window. if it's an investor that's selling, you know they might want to wait to yeah. list to close after January just for mm-hmm. tax purposes. Okay. That oh, could interesting. It, that could affect it. Oh as yeah. Well. So what what kind of implications are there? Well, for owner occupied, none. It doesn't matter. Is that true, Wes? Well, what do you mean by that? Like as far as. Um, if you're you an owner occupied, you don't have to pay capital gains. Honestly. So I think she was referring to like if you're an investor, do you want to take a gain or a loss this year? Right. Versus next year. And yeah. so if it's a gain, you definitely don't want to take the gain in December and then pay taxes. And that's in April. just going to be a, a case by case thing. Right. It just depends what that investor's situation is. I could definitely see that being an issue yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. I've went in escrow that they don't live there. I saw one come over re- that, that re- Requested the date not to close before yep. the the third and not yep. after the fourth. Yeah. So I, I've been wondering if it has something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Could be an investor selling. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I'm an investor. We made an offer. We did a 30 day escrow, and one of the things in the counter was we need to close after January the first hmm. for tax reasons. And not real. I mean, it's not my, our business, the buyer's business. Why? We just knew no, it's fine. I didn't care. So from a consensus standpoint, there really isn't one. There isn't, you don't automatically list it and you don't automatically not list it. You just kind of go with the flow and whatever, whatever fits each person. (laughs) What works for them. Yeah. Now, has it, has it over the last 20 years, has it always, is it pretty much the same like every, every holiday? Like, is this new or is this, is this typical? So, so it's, your experience has been one of the things that you've learned over the 20 years of being a realtor is that it's actually a good time to list in December. Yeah, I mean, I would think. Because inventory always goes down. Right, it always goes down. And I've sold lots. I've had people say, oh, you know, is this a bad time to list? No, I sell lots of properties in (laughs) December. (laughs) It's, you know, there's still buyers. Interesting. Um, One thing I do want to, um, I I know we're we're, we're talking about this. One thing I wanted to, um, to mention, this is not necessarily supply or listing oriented, but, um, I had a, uh, and I've mentioned this before on a on previous podcast. I had a, a customer that 
was just adamant about not doing a mortgage where there was mortgage insurance. And it's because their prior experience with a, with mortgage insurance there, they were paying over $300 a month for the mortgage insurance. And under the new, um, pricing that that's afforded to the, the private mortgage insurance for, for conventional loans, the rates are so much lower than they were, you know, eight years ago when she got her, her mortgage. And so instead of 300 and some dollars a month, the mortgage insurance was literally $88. And so it's a fraction of what it used to be. And so I wanted to add this to this episode um, because it's a tidbit that I, I don't want people to be attached to that mortgage insurance um, where there's just a stigma attached to it, where they just, they don't want it and, and it's bad and it's terrible. It's really not. And it's so much more affordable than it ever used to be. And it just allows you an opportunity to leverage, you know, put less down, pay the mortgage insurance. And it's just, it's, it allows you to leverage more. That's all. Is mortgage insurance based on credit score or it is. is it based on uh loan to value? It's based on both. So, any, okay. you know, anything above an 80%. So when you value. do my refi, mm-hmm. Yep. Soon, yep. My not only is my interest rate going to go down, my mortgage insurance because I'm mortgage insurance, right? Yep. It's going to do. go down as well significantly, because even even a year ago premiums were higher than what they are today, and and there's a lot of competition right now. And so, as we all know, competition creates, you know, sometimes those those pricing wars, and we have them. In, so, in, so in mortgage insurance companies in the course of owning your home, once values go up, what will the and when you have an eighty percent, mm-hmm. so, so or less loan to value, will will they automatically take off the mortgage insurance, or how does that get handled? They will by schedule, and it it really is at seventy eight percent. Most people think it's like, hey, when I get eighty percent, and who proves it? It, it is at seventy eight percent. It's actually pre scheduled, so oh. meaning that there's let's say that there's this the schedule built into your 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 amortization. Mm-hmm. And it knows, you know, 12 years from now, your loan to value is going to be at 77.9. The next payment, your mortgage insurance will drop off. Oh. So it's actually 78%, not but 80%. That, that, that didn't used to happen, though, did it? It did. Oh, for it some did reason. Mm-hmm. But oh, that, it's always been that way. That's it, only on conventionals, not, not FHA. Only on conventionals. And that is not – the ch- that probably doesn't – happen that often does it because don't people usually refinance they don't keep them you're right yeah they don't keep them long enough for it to drop off and that that's part of the problem but but because that algorithm that 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 they're that the lenders are using are are based on the sales price at that time they're not they're not counting factoring in any kind of appreciation appreciation correct correct no that's exactly it and so most of the time people are refinancing five six seven years later because they have the equity, they have the appreciation. And then when you refinance, obviously you get to do a new appraisal. Then you get to base it off of the, the valuation, you know, five or six years from now versus what the amortization dictates it will be. Okay. So it, it will drop off. Um, it will drop off if somebody made a big payment on it. So maybe they sold another property and they have, you know, $100,000 to put into the, the mortgage. If they prepay it, it will drop off by schedule the same way, just as it would if they waited 12 years to pay the, and just, pay the payments. Just to clear everything up for anybody that may not know what like loan-to-value is or mm-hmm. amortization is, just a couple of these terms. Um, loan-to-value, 
would be how much is owed on a property and the value is what it's worth. So if somebody had a hundred thousand, just to make numbers easy, somebody had a hundred thousand dollar property, it's worth a hundred thousand dollars and they owe eighty thousand dollars on it, that's eighty percent loan to value. Correct. So at eighty percent loan to value, what you're saying is actually more accurately like seventy eight. Technically it's eighty. If they want to refinance and they have the eighty though, right? Correct. But but when the when it you know, At consummation of the loan, it's right. eighty. But when it's paid down, then it's seventy-eight percent. I don't know why that two percent matters. I have no idea where that even came from. But it, it, it's that part has been built in for for many many years. Okay, so why do you think there's so much competition right now for dri- driving the um, the premiums down on the on the mortgage insurance private? What I suspect, um, and you guys could probably vouch for this is that there's not as many defaults, right? So the, the premiums that, that you were paying for the last five or six years was based on the amount of defaults that they had. The foreclosure the, Right, exactly. From, right. you know, historical data. And if we think back the last four or five years, there haven't been that many foreclosures, right? And so people are paying, paying the homes off and they're paying them on time. The, the defaults are down. Um, I, I would imagine that that makes it cheaper for them to do business which is why you have cheaper premiums how far back do they go whenever they do you have any idea like when when those companies are are calculating what the premiums need to be and they're going off of historical data do you know how far back they go i don't i'd hate to even be that person that did well i I feel no no no. i feel like we kind of do know now right because you've felt it the last year right how long has it been since the foreclosure so maybe some of that stuff's fallen off a little bit right yeah so they're probably going back a, a little distance, and you're saying they're drastically changing. Well, it's probably because you have this, the drastic numbers of the foreclosure crisis mm-hmm. dropping off of whatever the data they're using is. Right. And and so so then before the foreclosure crisis, are these numbers, the premiums that you were seeing everything drop to now, closer to what it was before the foreclosure crisis? They're still lower, even, even in comparison to, to then. So even going back to, you know, 2000, 2001, one and two premiums are still half, maybe even a third of what they used to be going really? back 15 years. Yeah. There's still a mm. fraction. So I imagine based on historicals, right? Premium skyrocket. A lot of pri- uh, private mortgage insurance companies went out of business during this, uh, or they merged or they, they shrunk, right? Instead of having, you know, 15 carriers, there's four. And, that has opened up over the last, you know, five, six years. I mean, there's just, there's a lot more opportunity out there to. Which makes it less attractive for somebody to do a 20%. To me, it wrong. does. It's it's considerably less attractive because you can do so much more with that other, yeah. with that other money. With 15% of whatever your purchase price right. is, it's not worth saving 80 bucks to put all that money down. I'm sure somebody could figure out a better way to make money, yeah, mm-hmm. than, than worrying about that $80 premium that, that's attached to the, the right. leveraging with the, with the mortgage insurance. I just, I think there's a better way. Well, yeah. I mean, if you can save a couple hundred dollars then a month, you know, in addition to the your payment going down from the amount of money that you're putting down for financing, you know, you're financing less, um, that's a big deal. But not so much when we're talking about eighty bucks. And I imagine somebody could even less than hundred bucks if they sold a property, and, and maybe it's a primary residence. They didn't pay taxes on it, right? If it's a you know if they owned it 
um, if they followed the IRS rules for that, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, if they took that money, bought their primary residence, but then bought an investment property, yeah, it could probably make a lot of sense. <clears throat> right. Interesting. Interesting. But okay. I did want to add that tidbit because it, it's been it's been a very very hot topic lately, um, and it 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 drives me nuts that it's that it's just sounds so bad that that mortgage insurance is so bad that nobody wants it, but nobody understands it um, from the consumer level anyway. So don't be afraid of it. Um, um, do your homework. Okay. Awesome. Well, um, it is the holidays, so people are probably a little bit, a little bit busier, and and so I think this is a, this is a good little episode. We don't. I think we hit hit some good information today. Um, let's let everybody get back to their to their uh, their Christmas shopping and their Christmas planning and hanging out with family. I'm done with work. my Christmas shopping, by the way. Are you really? <laughs> I was done with mine until I rose. I get to go buy a whole new wardrobe. Oh, yeah. I added that to my list. (laughs) New outfit for Wes. No, I I haven't started because I still have, what do we have, like three more weeks? Four weeks? Oh, yeah. You're not even close enough yet to get that adrenaline rush from. No. I'm like Kobe Bryant. Mine are wrapped and under to be down the wire in the fourth quarter before I need to shine. Yeah. Very good. You'll be there soon. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I go, we have, there's just way too much time left for me to go and start shopping already. It just doesn't make sense for me. What about Anyways. the wrapping? Um, I like country music. I don't. No, wrapping, Christmas wrapping. Oh, yeah. No, uh, usually I just <laughs> knock it all out at night. Yeah, I don't know. The look on her face when you said that, too, is the wrapping. Wait, what you, wait, what's, that's not <laughs> Shaking hard. Her head I'm a guy. And disgust. So I'm a guy. So the wrapping for me. <laughs> done at the department store. There's no weight behind that. I throw that sucker together. They don't it, do that anymore. It comes in a box and it says Amazon on the side of it. That's his wrapping technique. I saved all the bags from all the birthdays. <laughs> He's gonna put them in birthday bags. Happy birthday! <laughs> so we just lost the the last four percent of our group at, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, awesome. Well, we'll be back next week with another episode of Real Estate Raw. Uh, if somebody's trying to get a hold of a realtor to sell a house or buy a house Sarah what's your contact information how do they reach you uh, Sarah Catalina Realtor on IG or Facebook IG oh Instagram and <laughs> he's, mine he still hasn't figured that out is he has to uh, go Christopher.web.kw on Instagram or just look me up on Facebook Christopher Webb and if they're wanting a refinance or to get pre-qualified or to learn about the home buying process. Or fashion. fashion or fashion tips. advice, or fashion, for sure. Fashion state, fashion hit, definitely hit now. me up on my fashion page. <laughs> Wes <laughs> underscore covert do on Instagram. Okay. Awesome. Wes <laughs> underscore Thanks, covert on Instagram. That's it. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. We'll, we'll see you next week. Be next week. Bye.